What is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Ratcliffe, and it is Tuesday, November 19th. And you may or may not be listening to this before or after the football game, so I'm not going to talk about TNF on the pod today, but I am going to break down the rest of the wide receiver cornerback matchups for you uh, for this week. Also, just a quick note, right before I hit record, I did see the news uh, that DeAndre Swift popped up on the injury report with a concussion. Uh-oh. Uh, he practiced in full on Wednesday. This would indicate that the concussion likely occurred on Wednesday because it's a DNP on Thursday. Uh, he almost certainly will not play, which totally, totally sucks. Sucks. Really sucks. Uh, without him, it'll be on Johnson and Adrian Peterson, which is boring. So there you go. Um of course, this is why we can't have nice things. Anyway, you know what is nice, though? Our presenting sponsor. See what I did there? Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to go check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks. That means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. Monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Football, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, eSports, pretty much everything. Monkey Knife Fight has it. They have it all. You know what else? MonkeyKnifeFight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, R-A-N-T, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play Monkeys and Knives and Fights and Sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So there you go. Do it. Sign up. Use the promo code RANT. That hooks you up. It hooks me up. It hooks them up. It hooks everybody up. It's a good thing. And it's a cool game. It's like player props. So I would do it. In fact, I have. So there you go. All right, let's dive into it. And we're going to kick things off actually with the Philly-Cleveland game. I actually think this is a pretty good spot for Jarvis Landry. I don't think Darius Slay is going to shadow him. Uh, Slay shadows opposing number ones, but it's really uncharacteristic for him to go to the slot. So with Landry there, more than half of his snaps is 53% on the season. He's very likely going to see a lot of nickel. Roby Coleman slash Craven LeBlanc. A fine vintage wine. Craven LeBlanc. Um, they're kind of both playing in the slot right now. They did last week at least. They're both very generous. Roby Coleman, 79% catch rate. LeBlanc, 81% catch rate. So, yeah, I think Jarvis is pretty interesting, especially DFS this week. Um, in terms of Travis Fulgham, it's not a bad matchup. It's not a good matchup. I put it at neutral. My concern is that he had the double-digit targets 5-6-7 in weeks 5-6-7. Since then, seven targets, five targets. So the target volume's dropped off. We could potentially see Zach Ertz this week. Still time, time will tell with that. But even if he isn't out there... I'm I'm more viewing Fulgham as a wide receiver three than a you know every every week wide receiver two play. Jalen Rager not using him in season long. It's a neutral matchup for him as well. Atlanta, New Orleans. Uh man, it's hard to not upgrade Michael Thomas, even with Jameis under center. Only the Seahawks allow more fantasy points per game to left wide receivers than the Falcons, and that's where Thomas lines up 42% of the time. Kendall Sheffield out there has been one of the worst corners in the league, 15.7 yards per catch allowed. 
Manny Sanders on the other side will benefit from this matchup as well because AJ Terrell is not particularly that great this season either. Uh, Terrell allowing a 75% catch rate. There's really no downgrades here. I'm, I'm putting this more neutral for Julio Jones uh, than an actual upgrade. Marshawn Lattimore is, is I mean, he, he's been susceptible. He's been vulnerable. He's given up a touchdown in five of eight games. But there are times where he plays well, especially in division. Like, he plays well against Mike Evans. So that's the one reason why I'm like, I don't want to just say, you know, go all in on Julio in DFS this week because there is that outside chance. And he has played well, Lattimore has, against Jones in the past. He's just not having a particularly good season. Now, the other thing that we are keeping an eye on is Calvin Ridley. I, I have a Thursday update here. That's the one thing that's nice about waiting. I, I try to wait on Thursdays because of the injury information. Uh, he got to limited on Wednesday. He remained limited on Thursday. So he's not a lock to play. Moving on to Cincinnati and Washington. No upgrades in this one. I mean, I would downgrade A.J. Green, but is anybody playing him anywhere? <laughs> Probably not, right? So it's really neutral matchups kind of across the board. Tyler Boyd, neutral out of the slot. So I would say he has an advantage on Jimmy Moreland. But using the FTN uh, DVP wide receiver school, so DVP is defense, defense versus position. So DVP wide receiver tool, which you can get access to for 20 bucks right now, which is freaking awesome. $20 gets you a subscription, the platinum subscription, straight on through the Super Bowl. So you would get access to that information. And here's why it's cool. So you compare that to the wide receiver cornerback matchup. Jimmy Moreland? Favorable matchup, right? But here's the thing. Slot receivers average a league low 5.6 targets per game against Washington. I can't really explain it, but I'm gonna that pushes this more into neutral territory for me. Uh as for the right wide receivers, they're only seeing 4.4 targets per game. That is also a very low number right there. So for T. Higgins, I'm it's more of a neutral matchup than a you know upgrade. Terry McLaurin is neutral as well. Uh, he'll face William Jackson a good chunk of the time. He won't be shadowed, but still 56% catch rate for Jackson. So McLaren, you play him as you normally would. I, I love McLaren from a volume standpoint. It's just not uh, absolute smash spot, as they like to say, as the cliche goes. Detroit and Carolina. Kenny Galladay's status is really the, the big factor for me in this one. So I do have a Thursday... Um, practice report for him and it's not good he went limited on Wednesday he went DNP on Thursday so that I mean it it, it could mean a variety of things but it's typically not a good thing so if he doesn't go then we could very well see Rizul Douglas on Marvin Jones who Marvin Jones and if he goes up against Marvin Jones advantage Rizul Douglas that would be a fade spot for Marvin Jones. If Galladay plays, Marvin Jones is going to see Troy Pride because I would expect Galladay to draw the shadow treatment. Troy Pride has allowed 22 of 28 targets to be caught this season for 15.1 yards per catch. So eh, don't think it's going to happen, though. Don't think Kenny Galladay is going to play, unfortunately. At least that's what the practice reports suggest. By the way, Stafford got too limited uh, today, so that's good. Uh, on the other side, Desmond Trufant has been shadowing. Now, ordinarily, I would have said it would be Robbie Anderson who gets the shadow, but DJ Moore got the shadow last week. So I would think that DJ Moore gets Trufant. And you know what? 
It doesn't matter. It's still a good matchup. I don't care. Trufant allowing a 70% catch rate. Armani Aruarie on the other side is uh, allowing just a 47% catch rate, but 15.4 yards per catch in his coverage. So who cares? Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, both of them. I like him as wide receiver twos. I do not like this matchup for Curtis Samuel, though. He's going to face Justin Coleman. He's really the only corner on the Lions who I'm kind of, I'm, I'm like, all right, he's, yeah, he's pretty decent. 7.6 yards per catch. Uh, he's, he, he, he allows a lot of receptions, but Coleman does a really nice job of keeping things in front of him. So that's the one thing about Curtis Samuel where I'd be a little reluctant this week. Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, get this. Jacksonville allows the fourth most yards per game, 67.3, and the third most DK points per game, 14.1, to receivers lining up on the right. That, of course, from that DVP tool, right? Pretty sweet, pretty slick. Uh, meanwhile, uh, on the other side, only 8.3 DK points per game, uh, which is the sixth fewest. So who lines up on the right? Well, they all do. Um, and really, it's a lot of Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. They move around the formation. Johnson's been on the right 39% of the time, and Claypool has been on the, the right 41% of the time. So it's both, really. And um, with that, it doesn't matter. Now, I have been asked, would you use more than one Steelers wideout? If you had Johnson and Claypool, yes. If you had Johnson and Smith-Schuster, Claypool and Smith-Schuster, or whatever, yes. Yes, I would. I'm not really worried about it. You know, C.J. Henderson has allowed a score in uh, each of his last two games, 13.1 yards per catch this season. And then when you go to the slot, Trey Herndon, 13.8 yards per catch, 72% catch rate. So it's like giddy up Steelers. Of course, it'll be like a James Conner game. You know, that's how it goes because we can't have nice things. But uh, I am downgrading DJ Chark. He'll face Joe Hayden nearly half of his routes. Hayden's been pretty good this year. I, I picked on him a little bit, but, you know, 52% catch rate, pretty solid. I think in DFS, this one's the sneaky one. Keelan Cole, not in season long, okay? Not using him in season long. But this is a weird stat. So the Steelers are the number three matchup for slot receivers. And I think it's partially Cameron Sutton. Not terrible, but... He's allowed eight of 12 targets to be caught for 99 yards over the last two games. I mean, it's not crazy, but at the same time, Keelan Cole kind of sneaky, especially if I'm downgrading DJ Chark. So it's one of those where you, you maybe slide him in there. Tennessee, Baltimore, no upgrades. Uh, bad news for A.J. Brown. The Ravens allow the fewest fantasy points per game to left wideouts. They have not allowed a touchdown to a receiver lining up on the left all season. Jimmy Smith is looking iffy here uh, for this contest. Uh, Smith did get to limited, but he's got an ankle injury. So if he doesn't go, it'll be Marlon Humphrey kicking out. It doesn't really matter. I mean, he's pretty freaking good too. Uh, and and really on the other side, Marcus Peters is doing a good job. 60% catch rate in his coverage, and he can body up against Corey Davis. So it's just a tough matchup. It's more of a neutral matchup for Marquise Brown, but I know that people are not going to use him, so... There you go. New England and Houston for what was formerly the Bill O'Brien revenge game, but now is the Brandon Cooks revenge game. I actually don't mind Brandon Cooks uh, against J.C. Jackson. Now, he has six interceptions of five PBUs this season. I mean, Jackson's been pretty solid, but over the last three games, 10 catches for 195 yards and two scores. We know Brandon Cooks has that big play upside. Uh, another game that comes down to cornerback health, whether or not Stephon Gilmore is on the field. 
So Gilmore limited on Wednesday. I actually don't have a Patriots pack practice report just yet. But if he gets back, he's going to shadow uh, Will Fuller, and that's a downgrade for Fuller. Jacoby Myers, more of a neutral matchup. I do think there's a chance that Bradley Roby shadows him. He hasn't shattered since week six. He's seeing just 3.8 targets per game into his coverage, but Jacoby Myers is really the only target <laughs> for Cam Newton. So I think you still start him as a wide receiver three in season long. He's maybe not a priority in DFS, though. Miami-Denver, I got a sneaky play in this game. KJ Hamler. Slot receivers are seeing 9.7 targets per game against the Dolphins. That's fourth most, tied for fourth most in the league. And it really comes down to Nick Needham. He's on a 68% catch rate, 12.1 yards per reception in his coverage. So I like that. I don't like the matchup for Jerry Judy, who has been awesome from an air yard standpoint over really his last three games. And I know people are like, oh, that's cool in my points per air yard league. That's like the, um, the the most cliche of responses out there. I know some people do it just to like F with me, like they're in on the joke. But the people who legit say that, like, come on, bro. Like, yeah, of course we're saying that you're in a points per air yard league, right? Of course we are. <laughs> Here's the point. Air yards indicate opportunity, right? That's the point. And it's a different scenario than Marquise Brown. I know people keep making that comp. Marquise Brown had a lot of air yards early. His role had, has not changed, and the air yards have gone away, right? Obviously, it wasn't working. Judy, his role changed, Um, let's see, three games ago, and all of a sudden, the air yards have been through the roof. It's a completely different thing. The only problem here, well, I guess there's two problems. I was going to say the quarterback situation is a problem, but it's also a problem that he's, he's going to see a good a good chunk of Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard is really good against the Chargers last week. Seven yards per catch allowed. Devontae Parker, more of a neutral matchup. He'll face A.J. Bouye. Is, I mean, his best days in the NFL probably in, a, in the rearview mirror. He's allowing a 68% catch rate on the season. The problem is his his chemistry with uh, Tua Tunga-Bailoa may not be there just yet with Parker. Jets and Chargers love this matchup for Mike Williams. Uh, lines up on the right. 36% of the time, the Jets allow the six most fantasy points per game to right wide receivers. So good for Mike Williams. He's run roughly third of his, a third of his routes. 17.3 average depth of target. That's nice. We'll get the Jalen uh, the, the Jalen Guyton deep ball, but he's only averaging 2.6 targets per game, so he's not a DFS option. And, of course, Keenan Allen. I mean, yeah double-digit targets, matchup against Corey Ballantyne. I mean, just give me all of that. On the other side, Jamison Crowder, Tavon Campbell is his matchup out of the slot. So this is a great matchup out of the slot on both sides. Campbell is allowing, uh, well, he's allowed nine catches on 11 targets. I was going to try and do that math in my head, but yeah, it's like whatever, 80-something percent. Um, I'm not I'm not doing that in week 11. <laughs> I haven't hit my my third wind yet in this season. Point is, good matchup for Jamison Crowder. And I actually don't like the matchup for Brashad Perryman and Denzel Mims. I mean, you have to face Casey Hayward on the outside. You have to face Michael Davis on the outside. I'd rather go after that one in the slot. No matchup upgrades in the Green Bay-Indianapolis game. But we do have some downgrades. And again, hinging on status of corners. So will Jair Alexander be back? It looks like he will. He got to full on Thursday, uh, which would indicate that he's going to clear the concussion protocol. So the Packers will have Alexander and King back. So here's what I think happens. 
Alexander on Hilton, King on Pittman. Why? Because King is four inches taller than Alexander, and historically, they almost always use King on the bigger-bodied receiver who would be Pittman in this instance. It's a tough matchup for both receivers. Pittman was really good last week, but this is a much tougher matchup. They could very well see Shadow uh, in this one, where they, you know, they Jair and, and King just travel with these guys, which would make it especially tough for Pittman. He is a he's a flex play, but that's about it this week. And obviously, we're kind of avoiding Ty for now. I don't like Marquez Valdez Scantling against this uh, secondary. This is a good secondary. It's not good enough to downgrade Devontae Adams, though. Uh, Devontae Adams is more—it's more neutral, and he's freaking awesome. I just don't—I wouldn't pay up for him in DFS. I know a lot of people are looking at this Dallas-Minnesota game, so I have, yes, matchup upgrades on both sides, but a word of caution on both sides. Okay, so for Minnesota, I mean, it looks like Cam Dancer will be back. I'm taking a peek at his practice report here. I do have the practice report. He's still limited. He's still in the concussion protocol, so maybe he isn't back. If he is back, well, he's given up four touchdowns this season, so that's not too bad for Amari Cooper. Uh, he would line up against Dantzler on roughly half of his routes. CeeDee Lamb has spent 93% of his time in the slot this season. That means he's almost exclusively going to see Jeff Gladney. Gladney has allowed five receiving scores. So that sounds good, right? Here's the bad. Andy Dalton. <laughs> I mean, it's plain and simple, right? So can we really trust these guys? No, not necessarily. Cooper's a wide receiver three in season long. I could see using both of them potentially, not in the same lineup, but both of them in DFS, uh, having exposure to both of them, but just be aware of Andy Dalton. On the other side, Dallas is going to have Anthony Brown and Chidobia Wuzier on the outside. Brown is 69% catch rate, nice on the season. Wuzier, 8.7% of his re- of receptions in his coverage over the course of his career have been touchdowns. That's a pretty high number right there. So that's good for Thielen and Jefferson, obviously surging after last week. Here's the bad. What we've seen over the last couple games here for Minnesota is if they get against a defense that cannot defend the run, they will run the F out of the football and not throw. Kind of applies to Dallas. Just saying. So this could be a low-volume game, even though it looks like an awesome matchup. Now, don't let that dissuade you in season long. Again, I always talk to two different audiences with this uh, Thursday podcast. Season long, you use Thielen, you use Jefferson. DFS, I might limit my exposure to them. All right, Kansas City, Vegas. Uh, the only player I'm really looking at here is Tyreek. I love the matchup. The Raiders are 16.9 DK points per game to slot receivers. That's six most in the league, so Tyreek should be fine. I don't want any piece of the Raiders receivers, and I'm going to wait and see with Sammy Watkins. You know, that's kind of where I am with that. Finally rounding it out here, Rams and Bucks. Good luck finding a good matchup in this one. Maybe um, one neutral matchup, but I'll get to that in a second. So here's how the Rams stack up against wideouts. Third fewest DK points to left wide receivers. Sixth fewest to the slot. Fourth fewest to the right wide receivers. So there's not a good matchup to be had. Um, I mean, you lead Jalen Ramsey, 53% catch rate, 10.3 yards per catch in his coverage. Darius Williams, all pro level, 49% catch rate in his covers. And Troy Hill, he's another, like one of those slot receivers, keeps things in front of him, 9.7 yards per catch. So season long, Evans, Godwin, fringe wide receiver twos, like right on the edge of top 25, basically just on the inside. 
And then Antonio Brown's a wide receiver three. And plus, they cannibalize off of each other from a target volume standpoint. So that's the drawback there. On the other side, Robert Woods, I mean, he could get the star treatment from Carlton Davis. And even if he doesn't, he'll see Jamel Dean. And come on. Both of them are tough matchups. And this is where Josh Reynolds comes back to earth after he's been sort of surging. Now, I will say there's one potential neutral matchup. Now, ordinarily, I would call this a matchup upgrade against Sean Murphy Bunting. He's allowed 37 catches on 42 targets. I still cannot believe that number is right, but it's right. (laughs) 37 catches on 42 targets. Now, ordinarily, I'd say Cooper Cup upgrade, but he's last week played just 37 of 70 snaps. Uh, He is banged up right now, reportedly dealing with a wrist injury, reportedly dealing with oblique injury. So I don't have a practice report either for this game yet. So I just have to be careful with Cooper Cup. All right, there you go. Wide receiver cornerback for you. Tomorrow we'll break down the rest of the matchups, the rest of the games, some thoughts on all of that, updates for some of these players as well, some of the injuries, et cetera. That'll be on the pod tomorrow. Remember, if you want access to that advanced DVP wide receiver tool, 20 bucks. There's a lot of other tools too. 20 bucks for the rest of the season, straight on through the Super Bowl. Super easy there over at FTNFantasy.com. Appreciate everybody continuing to review the podcast on Apple. The numbers just keep going up, which is freaking awesome, and that shows the Rat Pack represents. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. If you haven't already, it's really easy. If you have an iPhone, it's especially easy. Open up the Apple Podcast app. Go to my podcast, The Rant with Jeff Ratcliffe, and scroll to the bottom, and you just click the stars. It's fun and easy. And if you don't have uh, an iPhone, all you have to do is find out um, how to do so on the web. No, you can you can search out uh, The Rant, and I think if you just put in The Rant with Jeff Ratcliffe iTunes, it'll take you to the iTunes, the Apple page, the Apple podcast page, and then you can scroll to the bottom and click the stars there. It's pretty easy. Couldn't be easier, and that goes a long way. A little bit goes a long way, and I want to keep doing this podcast, and I'm doing it thanks to you, so I appreciate you. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram, and yes, this celebration is coming. Use the hashtag Rat Pack, and that way I know you're a listener of the show. I'll catch you on the flip side tomorrow, break down all the matchups for you across the league. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here. 